Happy cast, everyone. I am your host, Brian, and I'm joined, as always, by Ben. Hello! Can we really have an always yet, though? Because this is the first one. I, no, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't really a statement um, that applies to our past. I was making a prediction. I predict that I will always be joined by you oh. on this podcast. And maybe a guest. You are the father of the happy cast. I am everybody. So I, I suppose we should start off by uh, maybe explaining to the listener, our new listeners, I'm sure we have a couple maybe, maybe. Who, who we are and why we're here. Who are we, Brian? Well, I feel like, I feel like we've done this part already, but I am Brian, and I'm, I'm joined by, like, I'm joined as always by Ben. Hi, as always still. Why are we here, Brian? Well, we're here because we we felt this t- tremendous need to record some kind of podcast, some kind of side project, and we didn't really have one one core idea that really f- felt meaty enough to podcast on, like a like a tremendously good television show. Lost because those aren't around anymore. They stopped making those uh, sometime this year, probably around like May. Oh. May 23rd, I think. I miss Lost. It was really good. But, um... So, so, I don't know, this is kind of like, this is kind of a therapeutic thing that we're doing to help us get over the loss of Lost. Oh. In which we're going to, we're going to focus on other things that make us happy. Um... Well, you, you, you did answer a question, but I meant why are we here? Like, on Earth? Why do we exist? (laughs) Wow! Yeah, of course. I, I'm sorry. Um, well, we're not going to actually address that until our next podcast. Stay tuned. The, the why are we here segment. Ooh. What, what is our purpose? Uh, wait, our purpose or human purpose? Right in, people. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Why not both? Right in. All right. Well, our, our, I guess we should start off the show by giving out the first of hopefully many involuntary sponsors of Woo! the week. And that, my friends, is where we pick a product or service or company and without without really consulting them or taking money from them, we we deem them the sponsor of that week's podcast. And this week's involuntary sponsor is Murder She Wrote, the complete fourth season on DVD. What a great which, sponsor. Which apparently you can purchase from Amazon.com for a mere thirty-three dollars and ninety-nine cents. At a price like that, you, how can you afford not to buy it? I can by not buying it. Uh, and would you like to take a guess right now as to how many seasons of Murder She Wrote there were? Uh, at least four. There. <laughs> well, I, you are correct. 
But to be more specific, there were twelve seasons of twelve. Twelve. Who would want to watch that many episodes? How? Why? The the elderly like it, I hear. Ugh. But how are the elderly alive for all twelve seasons? <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, back in the 80s, I'm sure there were. And uh, uh, apparently, according to Amazon, uh, Murder, She Wrote Season 4 is frequently bought with Matlock Season 5. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Did Murder, She Wrote and, have a and... gripping finale? <laughs> I hope so. I hope it really gave its fans a, a great sense of closure. Oh. Because, I don't know, well, while looking this up, I found out uh, something that kind of blows my mind. Oh. The, um... I don't know, Ben, I don't know if you're familiar with the premise of Murder, She Wrote. I am not. Well, Murder, She Wrote is about a best-selling author. She writes murder mystery novels, but sometimes that kind of crosses into her real life, and she has to solve mysteries, I think. Wait, what? Like, she writes it into existence? She should just stop (laughs) writing. (laughs) You... Maybe. I mean, that was was my understanding, is that she is this best-selling author but then she she also is a consultant for the police she's a she she is a mystery writer slash amateur detective so it's like castle yes it was it's like castle before castle uh probably much less good than castle uh well if <laughs> if the uh, character of Jessica Fletcher was played by Nathan Fillion? <laughs> Nathan Fillion, thank you. I'm sure I'm sure you would like it much more. <laughs> if he were playing an elderly woman, I don't think I would like it much more. I don't know. That dude has talent. But anyway, I just I, I mean <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> to focus on the first ten minutes of our show our first show <laughs> on murder she wrote, but <laughs> I I, re- <laughs> I really just wanted to set up how mind blowing it is that apparently there are a series of of murder mystery novels that were released as though they were written by the character Jessica Fletcher. Why? I don't know. I'm looking at one right now on Amazon. It, it says, USA Today, best-selling series, Murder, She Wrote, by Jessica Fletcher. And apparently there, there are many of them. This one is called Murder Never Takes a Holiday. Oh, except Christmas. No one's ever murdered on Christmas. <laughs> Although no, I know. I mean, the the front of it has a uh, has uh, Christmas lights on the house. So oh, maybe those are New Year's lights. Perhaps, perhaps. Did they ever make a spin-off movie based on one of the books? Um, that would be too far. Not that I know of. Not well, not that I know of. But apparently, there were four TV movies. Ah. Uh. And over 250 episodes. Murder, she sucks. Aw. Man, that's, that's, that's rough. I haven't even seen it, so I probably shouldn't be judging it. But an old yeah, lady yeah, solving crime. Like it. It, it's, on, it's on Netflix. And apparently the most recent television movie aired May 9th of 2003. That recent? Yes, that recent. People still watch it? Well... I don't know if they did, because that was the last one. They might have. Oh, we better keep going, or I'm just going to stay on this topic forever. Yeah, no, I'm, I would like to apologize to the listeners right now. I'm sure they they love I Murder, know. She Cast. 
I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Right now, they're saying to themselves, "Like, oh wow, this." They, they're, they're reminiscing about the old days. Like, the sh- this podcast has jumped the shark. Oh, wow. I remember back in the good days, they were just talking about who they were and why <laughs> they're here. And now, all they talk about is murder she wrote. Wow. Can can you reminisce just like five minutes ago? Yeah, I think you can. I'm sure people can. Oh, I remember the good old days but, when I wasn't on a podcast. Oh man, th- those were the best. <laughs> remember, nice. remember back in the day when 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 I, I I sent a text to you like, "Are we going to record now?" and you were like, "Yes," and then we did a podcast. Oh, that was awesome. That was oh. that was one for the scrapbook. Oh. Those were the days. It'll never be that good again, no, really. Until next time we record. Well, um, let's let's uh, move on to uh, what, what again? What is sure to be a recurring segment? Really, this is the soul of the podcast. This is our happy hour segment. It's happy hour again. Woo! Happy hour. I'll get drunk. <laughs> I, I I was under the impression that that wasn't what this segment was, but it is your show, so. You make the rules. It, well, my show. It is not my show. I picked the name. <laughs> you did pick the name. And why Happy Cast? That's, I mean, it seems like there was a really specific reason behind that. That <laughs> Should this story be told now or in some kind of flashback segment at a later date? No, no. Right now we're, ju- we're just setting up the mystery around it. Because, Ooh. because the Happy Cast is a mystery show. And every week you get another piece of the puzzle. Oh, and maybe a shocking twist, Brian's a lady. <laughs> yes. What? No. I, I, it, <laughs> I thought you said Bam said said the lady. I was like, well, that's a weird thing for you to say, but... You already said yes. Ah, I agreed to it. Well, Brian... I, mean, we can't, well that, I, mean, that, that, I mean, that ruined the twist. That can't be it if you, if you revealed it the first ten minutes of the podcast. Unless it's just a fake twist. Ah, it was a faux twist. Or wouldn't it be kind of a twist if we had a twist so early? That would be shocking. I think that would be more of a teaser, though. Like, a, like you start to watch this episode of The X-Files, and then they they set up the premise of the show with a really shocking, like, Whoa, what? Mulder killed a guy. What? Oh, I like that episode. Oh, that's a really good episode. <laughs> so apparently, this is our, ha- our happy hour segment in which we talk about the X Files. <laughs> the X Files it does make me happy. Oh, but no. In all seriousness, um, from what I from what I was told, happy hour is the part of the show in which we both pick something that that, that we're happy about and we share it with you, the listener. Not like happy all Oprah style. Not like about candles and sweater vests, but about different things. <laughs> no, again, I thought I thought that's what this was. It's, this is the part of the show where we talk about Brian and Ben's favorite things, and then we tell our listeners to look under their chair, and there it is. That would. Hope we don't pick a new car. My favorite thing is <laughs> air. It's air. Oh no! Not bringing out the Oprah impression. I'm sorry, it's, I couldn't help it's it. It's far too early for that. <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe for the end of the show. But what, what, what is your, what is your, uh, <laughs> what is your happy choice, happy hour choice of the show? Uh, my happy hour choice is going to be for this week, Reese's, all kinds of Reese's, 
I love Reese's. Mm. You love Reese's. Now, you're talking about the, uh, of course, <laughs> for those who might not know, Reese's is a... Candy. Peanut peanut butter candy? Peanut butter chocolate candy. Peanut butter and chocolate. Peanut butter is the best part. Uh, the cho- I don't know. I, I mean, I like the chocolate, but somebody got their peanut butter in my chocolate, uh, and I just have to deal with it. The ratio is... Perfect, especially when you get the Reese's Big Cups, which I had a few of the other day, had a few too many, and felt sick because it was so tasty. I couldn't stop <laughs> eating. The Reese's Eggs, even better. Buy whole bags of them for like three bucks. <laughs> eat it all in a, like, well, probably not a day. Well, actually, maybe a day, <laughs> spread throughout. So, so, so that makes your, your happy hour choice of the week nausea. <laughs> I well, I can't help it. It's just so good that I can't stop eating. I'm addicted to. I actually snuck some into the theater today. I mean, oops. <laughs> I, I wow. I'm 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 surprised at you. As a former theater worker, I thought that you would respect their no outside food policies. Even when I worked there, I still did not respect those policies. Well, I can't understand why you wouldn't want to pay eight dollars for a small popcorn. Actually, I know why they do that, but they, they hardly get any money from the actual <laughs> ticket price. So they have to, to get any kind of profit, they have to really pump up the food prices. Uh, and, you, and knowing this, you snuck in your own food anyway. Yes, because I do not like my boss, or my ex-boss. <laughs> <I, laughs> he took away the break table! It, what? Where, where are you supposed to take a break if there's no table? Stand up! In, okay, in the were, break room. were there were there still chairs? I don't think so. You worked at a theater. Could you just find an empty theater and take a nap in a seat? None of them are ever empty, and we aren't allowed to go in unless we're not on the clock. It was bad. Wait, wait, you're you're not allowed to go into the theater unless you're not on the clock. Well, you can go into it, but like to clean it, but you can't go in and watch a movie unless you're not working at the time. Huh. It was that weird. is uh, that is interesting. I did not know that about working at the theater. So thank you, sir. And now you know. Now we're educational. Now we're going to get to go in the educational portion of iTunes. Ooh. So Brian, what is your happy hour pick of the week? I wanted to get. I wanted to talk more about these Reeses. Oh I, yes, Reeses. Uh, what about the pieces, the small bite-sized Reese's? I don't like those as much because sometimes there'll be a bowl of candy. What? Well, there'll be a bowl of candy, and M&Ms will be mixed in, or Skittles. And the I, I like all of those, but when you're expecting a Reese's <laughs> pieces, and you reach... <laughs> what kind of sick individual would mix Skittles and M&Ms into a bowl? Grandmothers. What? <laughs> I mean, I like my grandma, but she doesn't do it. But other grandmothers who I've visited before. Uh, other other grandmothers that shall remain nameless. Like the lady on Murder, She Wrote, whatever her name is. She'd do it. Oh, she ate, she ate M&Ms and Skittles all the time. I just, I, I can't wrap my mind around how disturbing that sounds to just, like, reach into a bowl, grab, like, five bite-sized candies, and then pop them in your mouth, and it's like this... This weird collision of milk, chocolate, and fruit, uh, and peanut butter. I, I mean, as lo- as much as I like Skittles, when you're expecting Reese's, it tastes horrible. Oh yeah, well if you're if you're expecting anything 
that's not a skittle. I mean, that just seems like a a terrifying experience. You, it, like you you might think that you're about to die. Yeah, I might have gotten a poisoned, re- or, maybe, or I could have won a contest. <laughs> the contest in which your prize is being killed. <laughs> well, not poisoned and a contest, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I won the Reese's Get Poison contest. <laughs> Too bad I'll never maybe claim the- that prize. That's the sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> dark, dark times fall upon the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> dark chocolate. Aww. I'm sorry. I just I can't I can't believe you don't like Reese's Pieces because that was a well, favorite of E.T. E. the Extraterrestrial. I also was not a fan of that movie, so I guess that works out pretty well. What? You don't like E.T. the Extraterrestrial? Yeah, it was too long. I don't like Aliens very much, but that's a long story. I mean, Alien is better, but Aliens wasn't too bad. Oh, no. I have not seen those either. I haven't seen those either. I'm sorry. Aliens in general. Really? So you don't like people from outer space? Ugh. Not really. Well, don't let them hear that. Hope iTunes is not available in space. I was was actually going to take a recording of this disc and then... And then put it on our Mission to Mars project, in which we send data packets to to uh, space in hopes that intelligent life receives them. I think, I think our, that's a real thing I heard about somewhere. I think our budget is far too small for something like that. Ah, you're probably right. Well, we can, we can afford free hosting. <laughs> yes, free hosting is the best. Sometimes. Now, what about oh? Yeah. What about your pick? Enough about Reese's. Well, my happy hour pick of the day. It is a it is a service that I'm, I'm sorry to any international listeners that may be with us. I think it's only available in the U.S. And in fact, I'm not even sure if it's available in Alaska or Hawaii. So oh. I'm really. I mean, this is really a, a terrible uh, choice on my part to alienate potential listeners. But eat the delivery. Um, I'm just a pizza delivery. I'm just guessing at what yours is. <laughs> um, my my pick is Netflix Instant Streaming. Oh, I love that. Yes. So, pretty much what it is, if you are a Netflix subscriber, in which uh, Netflix is a service in which you get DVDs through the mail, uh, yada yada, um, you can actually go to Netflix.com or use one of many home devices including Xbox 360, Nintendo Wii, and the PlayStation 3. And you can actually stream thousands of television shows and movies directly to your home. No disc required. It is incredible. Well, you need a disc for the Wii and the PS3 one, I think. Oh, that's true. I'm sorry. You are lying to the listeners on the very first (laughs) podcast. (laughs) If you own an Xbox 360, no disc required. But Brian, do they have Murder, She Wrote? In fact, they do. Murder, She Wrote <laughs> Season 1 is currently in my instant queue. Have you watched it yet? <laughs> no, not yet, but I will. Just one season or all 12? Uh, I think just Season 1 is available currently. Hopefully they'll add the others later Hopefully on. Hopefully not. <laughs> uh, maybe. But, um... Yeah, it's a great service. I they have several uh, complete series TV shows on there. They have seasons one through five of Lost, 
Um, Great show. And, doc- and Doctor Who. Great show. I, that's actually that's how I got into Doctor Who. I think that might be how I watched it too. I don't. Uh, they have Dexter, all of X Files, which oh. I'm currently watching. All of X Files. That's true. That's true. Most every season of King of the Hill. Oh, there are a lot of seasons of King of the More than Murder She Wrote. You're right. I think they actually had thirteen. Take that, lady. Take that, Angela Lansbury. Ah, thank you. I forgot her name. You, I'm tired of calling her Murder, She Wrote Lady. You, you forgot her name like you ever knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Jessica Fletcher. Apparently she was born October 16th, 1925, and is 84 years old. You have too watched it. No. Be able to spout off knowledge like that. <laughs> I'm just on Wikipedia, but... What's her favorite p- pasta? Uh, Bowtie. Ah, what's the actual name of Bowtie Pasta? I think it's Farfalli. You got me. I did not know that. I think it is. See, we're we're educating, even now. That's today's Trivia of the Week. In the midst of murder, she wrote. <laughs> and oh, appa- no. Apparently, she appeared on a 2005 episode of Law & Order, Special Victims Unit. Why are you, are you on her IMDb page? Yes. Oh, you have a crush on that lady. No, no, I was just, I was just interested. I, I think I have, I have this odd fascination with Murder She Wrote because now, don't, don't laugh. This sounds like I'm Uh-oh. joking, but well, when I was a young lad and I would be dropped off at my grandmother's house, she, she watched Murder She Wrote. Is this, so. is this PG? No, no, no. My, my grandmother watched a lot of Murder She Wrote when I was growing up. Aww. No, no, I was not, I, I was not going for that reaction, but oh. I will take it. Ooh. <laughs> Take that, Grandma. <laughs> oh, what's our next segment? <laughs> I feel I just feel terrible. It's, um, well, that's actually a pretty good segment into <laughs> the, our, our counter segment of Happy Hour, which is the Bummer Patrol. That's right, and in the Bummer Patrol we pick one thing that really irritates us, that we do not enjoy one bit. And there are lots of those things. Yes, how how on earth will we narrow it down to just one? There's so many things that we, the hosts of the Happy Cast, hate. Mine is Reese's. <laughs> oh, you stole mine. <laughs> okay, maybe you mine should just go be... first. Mine was going to be Netflix streaming. Oh, oh I, good thing I went first. My joke. I, I was, I was, I was going to say I hate the limited selection at times, even though I was just talking about how great the selection was. <laughs> I think for this one you should go first because I forgot to prepare mine for our very okay. first podcast. <laughs> I, I will stall while while you you get that together. Oh, uh, well, one thing that really irritates me. Is uh, well, when you're driving down the street and someone does not use their blinker. Not only is it irritating, but it is also unsafe. Ah, yes, we're educational. You are, when you when you don't use your blinker, you are endangering the lives of not only yourself but others around you. And wear your seatbelt. Yeah. Oh, I guess. I I recently received a ticket for not wearing my seatbelt. Oh, click it or ticket, Brian. 
I did get a ticket, and I was late for work. And <laughs> the ironic thing was, I was in such a hurry not to be late for work, I didn't buckle my seatbelt. <laughs> so, so that guy, he got me pretty good. How, how much time does it take to buckle your seatbelt, Brian? Uh, uh, about eight seconds. If only you'd clicked it. Cluck it? Clicked cluck? I don't know which one it is. <laughs> click? Click? Click sounds weird. I don't think cluck is the past tense version of click. Yeah, she cluck. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's not, now that I think about it. That just sounds stupid. Clicked? They both sound not great. What's the worst situation in when someone cannot have their blinker on? Oh, um, well, there's so many really bad situations where someone doesn't use a blinker, but a, a pet peeve of mine is when you're driving down the highway or the interstate and someone decides to merge over into your lane without using their blinker. Oh. That That is dangerous and, frankly, annoying. That happened a lot on that's, our trip that we took recently. That's, that's really... Oh, yes, your um, 12-hour drive... Across yeah, country, eighteen total. <laughs> oh, eighteen. I was only, I was only uh, thinking about day yeah, one. Yeah, day one's about ten or eleven hours. Ugh, that's for a different podcast. The Great American Road Trip across part of Eastern the America. <laughs> the heart <laughs> of Eastern America. Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi. Not in that order, because that I don't. That's the wrong way. <laughs> 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 You're just driving in circles. That's why we'll never get to Disney. That's World why now. it took ten hours. We just drove in circles over and over <laughs> to Tennessee. We were just in Tennessee. Dang it, GPS. Connecticut. Wow. <laughs> we skipped over all the states in between. How did we do that? How is how is that even possible? My least favorite blinker moment. Is when I'm trying to turn right at a stoplight or stop, uh, usually a stoplight, and someone else is coming down the road in the lane I want to be in. At the last second, they turn their blinker on and turn right onto the road I am on. So I could have gone all oh. along. Yes, and uh, also, <laughs> I, I, I feel like this is kind of inclusive in my, my not using the blinker pet peeve. Also, people that... that uh, forget to turn their blinker off. Like their blinker gets stuck. I just laugh at them. It happens. It happens to us all sometimes. It happened to me once. I bet Angela Lansbury would do it. <laughs> oh man! And now, now, now she's never gonna listen, Ben. You've you've ruined our Angela Lansbury demographic. Is she still alive? She is. She's eighty-four years old. Oh, eighty-four years young. Yo, easy there. Well, you're the one that has a crush on her. That's yeah. That's why I said easy there. Oh, back off. Okay. All right. You you can have her. I am not a fan of her. I think. Having never seen it. Oh, I don't know. She she is a pretty attractive lady, is Angela Lansbury. I think we should move on before that gets a little too more <laughs> in detail. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Okay. What, what's your bummer patrol pick of the week? Oh yeah, I gotta I have to pick one of those, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> you, you probably should. I hate... Whoa, hate. Whoa, we don't <laughs> use the word hate on the happy cast. I am bummed out. Okay, all right. Ab I'll about... I'm bummed out about people who take way too long in line at drive-thrus. 
Oh yeah, that is annoying. Like for no reason. I just I just want to get a chicken quesadilla, and this guy is ordering like food for his son's little league baseball team. Well, this, I mean, all right, this is this bothers me because um, on the trip that we took in Alabama, we stopped. I think around Birmingham, we stopped at a KFC to get food. We knew what we wanted. There's only one other car in the line. Well, there was one other one that, as we drove up, gave up and drove away. So I don't know how long he was waiting there. Wow, that that, that should have been your first sign. Like that guy, that guy leaves. Like I don't know, this is probably not good. We really needed KFC because we had not eaten for several several hours on the trip. We woke up at four that morning or something and needed lunch around noon or one. Didn't eat yet, but we were in life. In line for probably at least five minutes before she moved away from the ordering part. Most of the time, it looked like she was just having a conversation or something. I don't think she knew what she wanted. (laughs) Was she asking about items on the menu? How are the How are the mashed potatoes? Are those pretty good? Uh, Maybe I couldn't hear because we were way too angry, yelling with our windows up at the lady. It took way. If you're going through the drive-through, know what you're going for already know or at least be able to decide quickly and then when we at the pickup line where you get the food she took another five minutes and i don't know why the food was i mean our food was done really really fast it, it looked like they handed her a couple buckets of chicken really multiple buckets of chicken. there was one lady in the car maybe she was going to feed her son's little league baseball team but, kfc but why would it take so long to order two buckets of chicken Ah, you're right. That is that is a bit annoying. Oh, hate that lady. Or I mean, people who take too long. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's getting oddly specific. <laughs> that one guy. So for so forget that lady. Whoever you are, if you're listening, stop listening. <laughs> that, that was that, that was the whole reason that Ben created the Happy Cast is to call out that lady. For taking too long at the drive-thru. Co-created. I just did the name. Okay. That's why he co-created it. That's why that's why he gave it the name Happy Cast. It was it was to deceive us into thinking like like, oh the Happy Cast, that sounds like that's really like it'd be really good and positive and I can listen to it with my family. And then you download it, and it's this guy talking about how much he hates this one individual woman for taking too long ordering chicken at a drive thru. Oh, don't worry, next time I'm gonna hate something a lot more Less specific. General? Well, not too general. I'm going to hate a certain dog. <laughs> oh, no, a certain dog? It's a famous one. Is it Odie from Garfield? No, I, Odie's awesome. I feel sorry for Odie. Poor guy. Oh, but he, he's he's dumb. He can't even talk. Hey, uh, fun fact, Angela Lansbury oh. appeared in the Disney animated film Beauty and the Beast, and she played the character... The Beast? Mrs. Oh. Potts. <laughs> she played the Beast. <laughs> she wouldn't my dreams. Oh. Okay, enough of that. Let's move on to, to Netflix picks. Let's all go to the Netflix. Let's all go to the Netflix. Let's all go to the Netflix to get ourselves a treat. Woo again. I gotta stop wooing after all of these. <laughs> It's forgivable on the first show. You're really excited about Netflix picks. Woo! Sorry. 
All right, and the name of this one's pretty self-explanatory. We just pick uh, 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 um, something from the Netflix instant streaming, and we recommend it because it is something that we enjoyed. And again, sorry for you international listeners if you do not have it. Just trust us. Just watch these movies anyway. You, or you can acquire you can acquire these things through other means. I hear the I hear they have movies on the internet now. Internet? What is this? I don't know. I I'll read up about it on Wikipedia. Isn't that on the internet? What? Okay, you caught me in a lie. <laughs> what is your Netflix pick? Oh wow! All right, my Netflix pick is a 2007 American documentary film. Uh oh. Called called The King of Kong: A Fistful of Quarters. Actually, Brian, that was the one I had just brought up to use as my Netflix pick. (laughs) We should have really consulted each other beforehand. You can have it, and while you talk, I will look for another one. Oh, now now I feel like I have to do this one justice. I had that page up for several minutes now. I I pulled it up before the show started. So did I. Oh, so... (laughs) The King of Kong Fistful Quarters is an American documentary, and it chronicles a, a gentleman by the name of Steve Wiebe as he tries to take the high score for the arcade game Donkey Kong. Very funny last name. We Kong? No, f- I don't know. I never really... Steve! Oh, wait. That's not oh, his last name. Weeby. Yeah, Wiebe. <laughs> Steve Wiebe. And uh, so, so um, in the movie, the current... Donkey Kong high score guy is a gentleman by the name of Billy Mitchell. Ooh. And he has a really awesome beard. Yay. And he he has notable scores for many things. He was the first person ever to achieve a perfect Pac-Man score. Fun Uh-oh. fact. Educational. And he also has an impressive high score in Centipede. Over 10 million points. Ah, I cannot get past the first level. Yeah, Centipede isn't really that good. But, all this to say, yeah, I really recommend this film. It's it's pretty good. It's You may say from the premise, like, oh, about a guy trying to get a high score in a video game. That sounds terrible, but... That sounds uh, the, terrible. The, <laughs> well, to the credit of the filmmakers, they really do a great job of, of playing up the human drama. They They paint... I mean, and, and this is all, I mean, this, I'm sure this is the editing of the documentary, but they paint Billy Mitchell to be one of, one of the greatest villains of film history. He is just a terrible, terrible man in this film. He's, he's sabotaging poor Steve Wiebe's attempts to break the record, and it's just, it's, 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 really, it's really riveting. You're, you're really rooting for this guy the whole time, and it's, um, it's, it's full of several interesting characters, and it's only 79 minutes long. Which I think is a really good runtime for that. You know, Brian, some would say that Billy Mitchell is the male equivalent of Angela Lansbury. Oh, who would say that? Some would be me. That is, that is a disservice to Angela Lansbury. And Billy Mitchell. And Billy Mitchell. Also, he uh, uh, apparently later in life he has a line of hot sauces called Ricky's World Famous Sauces. His name was Billy, though. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> That's a good point. I don't know why 
he he has a, a hot sauce company called Ricky's World Famous Sauces. In researching this movie before, you know, I knew that you were going to do it first. <laughs> I read the critic reviews and Roger Ebert gives it 4 out of 5 stars and says a documentary that is beyond strange. Oh, I didn't think it was that strange. No, and he gave it four stars, but it was weird. Yeah, that, that, that seems like almost conflicting. Like, dude, this film is seriously messed up. Four stars. I, I like messed up films. Oh, well, then you will like The King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. In fact, I did like it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to have to call you out here. According to my sources, Roger Ebert of the Chicago the Chicago Sun's Time only gave the film three stars. Oh, I would blame Netflix online streaming for lying then. Oh, how dare they try to, to amp up critics' reviews of the film. Ah, uh, they probably didn't care. They, no, they want you to think it's really good. I also have a pick that is not the King of Kong anymore. Well, we've got a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up. Sorry. We do? I, I just wanted to say that. That that was a weird part of the movie. Oh, no, it was so cool. They were at this arcade, this, this apparently famous arcade, where a bunch of would-be and past arcade champions hang out and try to beat high scores. And there's this guy, like, like Steve Weeby's doing really good. He's about to get a kill screen, which is the end of the game. That's where the game literally cannot progress any further. And and he's running around telling people, like, oh, Donkey Kong kill screen coming up. Oh, come check this out. Building up a crowd. Okay, he, I'm sorry. He, seem, he seems so nonchalant about it the whole time. He could have got, <laughs> got on a PA and said it, but he'd just walk up to random people. Hey, guy. Donkey Kong kill screen over there. <laughs> well, he was he, he was going to every individual in the arcade and telling them personally. It was a personalized invitation. Most of them didn't seem to care. Eh, he, he got a few people interested. Because a lot of them were also trying to make their own records, so they did not really want to stop. Ugh. Well, sorry to derail you. What is your Netflix pick of the week? Okay, technically, it is not streaming anymore, but it was in mid-April when I added it. Boo! Ah. This is not... Oh, you can't do this. It works for all the international people. People who don't have Netflix. And now and now, everyone, and now, Netflix users know how everyone else feels. Oh, well, this one I have seen before. It is called Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Um, if you are a fan, or at least have ever watched any kind of uh, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers movie, not Mike Myers, but Michael Myers movies. Oh, so so Austin Powers, the uh... that that might not so, be so, that relatable. So, so I married an ex murderer. Oh, he was in that. He he was the star of that. Oh, well, the ex murderer part would have to do with the movie. Oh it, yes, it's kind of a mockumentary. Following a, a man who wants to be the next "quote unquote" supernatural s- slasher serial killer. <laughs> that was not really all in quotes. <laughs> wow, that's 
that's an odd goal to have in life, but okay, we all we all need something that gets us to wake up in the morning, so if that's what this guy had. <laughs> it's actually a pretty cool movie, because right, first of all, I'm not sure how he got a documentary crew to follow him as he wa- as he plans to be an infamous slasher, but he, he, he takes them, th- in the first half of the movie, is him taking them through all the steps it takes, and if you've ever watched those other, like, older, old school supernatural slashers, it's very funny. They make lots of references to the most bizarre things that happens, like when Jason's walk- chasing you, but he's just walking and you're running, and he's somehow still really close behind you. <laughs> That's actually a skill, but uh, the second half... I I thought he could teleport. I thought that was how he did Maybe it. he can. Maybe Jason X was all about how Jason could teleport. That movie is so oh. great. In if so by great ways. you mean bad, then you are correct. That is absolutely what I mean. It is the best worst movie oh, ever. I think made. I've seen some better worst movies, but that's for another day. Well, I, I mean, to be fair, I was watching it on the Sci-Fi Channel, in which they had to edit out blood and swearing. So that's always fun when you you see someone's mouth moving, moving, and the words you're hearing don't quite like add watching up. a Japanese movie in English. It's like, oh man, for, forget that guy. <laughs> it's like I don't think I think I think he said something else. I don't know. Uh, I that's something else I should put on my hate list. The way things are censored sometimes. Oh, but that's also awesome. I'm gonna make that my happy hour <laughs> pick next week. Can something both be in happy hour oh, and love... the bummer patrol? It was earlier. Oh, one of the best parts about the movie is some of the guest stars. Robert England also known as Freddy Krueger. He plays a cool part. And Zelda Rubenstein. Steen. Stein. One of those. <laughs> Zelda. Yes, the... Well, the creepy lady in Poltergeist. the past. Not that one. That's the next segment. I Did think. you know that Robin Williams named his child Zelda after the video game franchise? I... That does not make me like him anymore. Oh, yes. Oh, that, that's a record now. We have two impressions in one podcast so far. I'm, all right, I broke the record of nothing. I'm, I'm setting the bar. How impressive. I'm setting the bar currently. But, yeah, I recommend this movie to anyone who likes movies. I like movies. You like it. So what is the name of it again? Behind the Mask... The Rise of Leslie Vernon. That sounds like a, a serial killer name. Oh, Yep, Leslie Vernon, Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers. Hmm. Yes. I wonder how, I bet, I wonder how Mike Myers feels about this, because judging by his age, obviously he was born uh, some deal before the Friday the 13th movie franchise. So... I, I like to imagine that he was incredibly bummed out when that came out and became so popular. It's like, oh, Michael Myers, oh, you're like the guy from the, the lake, right? And he's like, oh, man, no, no, this is terrible. I'm I'm trying to be a comedian, and now people think I'm a slasher? You know, he, he's like, no, no, that's Jason. I'm, g- <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to give up. Oh, oh you're right. I, oh. I, don't know, I don't know slasher films. I was gonna... Jason is late guy. Freddy's dream guy. Myers is just the weird guy. That's right. Halloween. I was I was gonna make a joke about him being 
a, a, a camp counselor when that movie came out, and then he had to give oh. up his job. But that doesn't really apply now. So no, uh, not not as. Did you know <laughs> that 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 the Halloween movies are actually based on Mike Myers' life? Oh, the the spy that shagged me, that guy. Yeah, it's based on him. The Halloween movies. Wow. He actually did that stuff. That is. Terrible, untrue, and terrifying to know, <laughs> and very false. Okay, well that's that is comforting somewhat. So, what is our next segment, Sir Brian? Oh yes, um, our final segment today is one that we're going to call the Warp Zone. Let's go. And uh, this is the segment in which we talk about the video games that we have been playing and looking forward to. Which is a lot. Yeah, so we'll try to keep it short for any non-gaming listeners, but um, in this past week was the big Electronic Entertainment Expo. Is that what it stands for? Yes, E3. Oh, I thought it was just a cool, like, a cool name. Like no, something it, out of Battleship. <laughs> no, it's it's actually the Electronic Entertainment Expo, or E3 for short. Though over the years, uh, most people have taken to calling it the E3 Expo, and that doesn't make any sense because then it's the Electronic Expo Expo. Who Electronic does that? Electronic Entertainment Expo Expo. That, that is, that is going to be one of my hate things. <laughs> it has been done. Trust me on this. Ugh. Oh, so what news do you have from E3? I Well, all I really have is Microsoft is doing some kind of stupid motion control that I don't really care about. So I, I don't want to talk about that. How about but, Nintendo's? We yes, talked about that one. Yes, Nintendo. I, you know, I, I, I kind of loosely followed their press conference, but from what I understand, they had many exciting announcements. Uh, Nintendo always has, at least to me... The best showcase. And to be fair, uh, I'm going to be honest here, I own a Wii and an Xbox 360, so I don't own a PS3 because most of the games I want are already on the other two systems I own. So I don't need to have three. But So I, I follow the Wii one pretty closely. I've, I've been a Nintendo boy. All my, I've had a Game Boy, went all the way up through DS, had a NES, all the way, had all the systems that were relevant. Forget Virtual Boy. <laughs> no Virtual Boy? No. You didn't like having excruciating headaches all the time? Not very, not not often. Every now and then I have a craving for that. But Did, did you did you actually even at least get to play the Virtual Boy? I saw a picture of it being played. I got to play one at a Toys R Us or something like that back when it came out. It was really, really awful. Oh, what? Everything everything had a red tint to it, so you felt like your eyes were about to explode. It was it was really like a terrible idea from from the the start. I don't really know how that thing got made. But it's it's kind of cool in Nintendo's history because you can tell that even back then they were trying out the most the the all the new technology they could do. That's Nintendo's thing. They they care more about gameplay and cool new things they can do as opposed to story and graphics, which are pretty cool, but they aren't necessary to have a good game, as you can see with all the good Mario and Zelda and Donkey Kong games out there. This is true. But uh, Nintendo's E3, they announced a lot of really cool things. 
the Nintendo 3DS, which are the, which does not have three dual screens. Oh, so, so it doesn't have six screens? Uh, that would be probably a, a little too many screens. No, it would be so good. It would be like, uh, I'm going to make a Matrix reference, even though you haven't seen those films. It'll be like the architect scene from the Matrix. I've seen the first one. That's The architect only shows up in the oh. second one, and the third one, to be fair. Is the architect a famous architect? Is it Frank <laughs> Lloyd Wright? He... he he is the most famous architect of all time. He is the father from Clarissa Explains It All. Oh, that guy was an... I remember that show. Is that on Netflix streaming? No, sadly it is not. I checked. And her father was an architect, I think. I did not know that. <laughs> that is not a Nintendo... Um... Yeah, that's... That, that's right in my, my wheelhouse of good Nickelodeon shows. They had a, they had a pretty good run there. Doug. Oh, Pete and Pete was the best. I liked that show. Salute your shorts. Salute my shorts. Salute, salute, <laughs> salute a pair of shorts somewhere. <laughs> that that's, might be too long for a title for a TV show. Man, that's, man, that's back when Nickelodeon was real, man. They, they had the heart and they had the programming. It's like, but now it's been monetized. It's all about making the money, man. Oh, it did not it just, have murder. It, she wrote. It just bums me out. Oh. I, Angela Lansbury might have a Nickelodeon show coming up. Uh, do you have inside knowledge of this? <laughs> Maybe. I, I, right now, I'm actually, I, I am, I am, I'm fighting the internet to make Angela Lansbury the new Betty White. I will not sign your petition. Oh, come on. I, I, I made this Facebook group in which I want Angela Lansbury to host Saturday Night Live. I heard Betty White's getting a, like a TV show or something. Yeah, yeah, she's on a new sitcom on TV Land, so it's not a real show, but... Uh, TV Land's a real she channel. Is. She <laughs> she is on it. But TV Land, I, uh, this will be my bummer patrol eventually, maybe. Uh, TV Land has truly lost its way. It used to be about classic programming, and now they're showing original shows and reruns of, like, Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Oh, no. No. TV is dying. I know. I know. That's, yeah, TV Land, it is It is where only the best of the best are supposed to air. And then they're like, I don't know, uh, I guess we'll show... Three hours of Just Shoot Me, that David Spade show from a couple of years uh, ago. Oh, I forgot that one existed. Yeah, I actually kind of like that. It's kind of funny. But it does not belong on TV no. Land. Like Nick at Night, I liked it. It used to have classic shows, and now it's like George Lopez. <laughs> I was I was so incredibly disappointed when I came to that realization. I was flipping through the channels. It was, it was late. I probably should have been asleep, but... I was thinking, like, oh, I, let's see what's on Nick at Night. I, I, I enjoy a good Nick at Night show. They might be showing a rerun of Happy Days or something of that nature. And I turn it, and it is the George Lopez show. And I, I'm pretty sure it was still actually on the air, like, on ABC at the time. Like, what? Did, are, aren't they still making this? Why is this on Nick at Night? And then I never turned it to Nick at Night again. The 3DS. Yes, you know, you know, I really don't like 3D technology. It gives me a headache, like the Virtual Boy. But I'm I'm willing to give this 3DS a shot. 
I'm pretty excited about it. <laughs> right, I don't have it. I used to have a DS, but I dropped it on the ground one too many times, and oh, now, yeah, now one of the screens is, has hundreds of dead pixels, oh. so I can't really play it anymore. But uh, the 3DS, I do want to pick it up because I like Nintendo, and I heard the, one of the first games they're releasing is Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. One of my all-time favorite Zelda games and games in general, and it'll be in 3D with updated graphics. Yeah, the thing—the thing I'm most excited about for the th- the 3DS is that it actually has a slider on it, in which you can adjust the level of th- of 3Dness, which, which you experience. I didn't know you that was possible to do. Yeah, no, there's totally a slider in which, like, oh, well, this is too too 3D. You can kind of adjust it down, and then you can actually you can actually turn it off if you don't like the 3D. You just turn it off. Then why have a 3DS? Maybe you like video games, but 3D technology gives you a headache. Uh, who would that be? I don't know. I don't like gimmicks. Ah, uh, everything is a gimmick. Don't we have a gimmick? I think we we should. If we don't, we should find one soon. Is our gimmick murder? She wrote. Maybe that that <laughs> that will be our recurring joke. Is murder? She wrote. At least for this podcast. But I'll try to keep it alive long after this podcast. Oh, I will try not to keep you alive long after this podcast. Yikes! Was <laughs> that too threatening? Watching... That meant to be more subtle. <laughs> You've been you've been watching too many slasher films. Too too much murder. Someone might write. Uh, yes. What if Angela Lansbury wrote a short story about the Halloween franchise? What if? Not no. <laughs> I I thought that could be a thing. But, okay, well the the 3DS. What else was impressive about their show? Uh, their their electronic 3D presence. Well, Microsoft is going the whole way of trying to be like the Wii with the, look, we can do motion sensor, but without remotes, which I think would make, like, <laughs> selecting things on a menu a lot more difficult. Yeah, it's like you're, you, yeah, you have no physical point of contact in the world. It's you're just waving your hands wildly at the TV. You're just like a big, annoying mime. <laughs> yes. That is, <laughs> that is their goal with the, um... Connect is what they're calling it. That is their goal. That technology is to turn the world into annoying mimes. And not even the kind like you're not even miming for like tips and money on a street corner. You're miming for fun. No one mimes for fun. <laughs> miming for fun. But, well, that's. I think I, I think that'll be the big hit on on their on their motion control is mime the game. Look out for our vidcast miming for fun. Mime we teach you how to mime for fun. Only ten easy steps. <laughs> coming this fall to your iPod unit or player of choice, Soon. or the internet if you don't even have Soon. either of those, like me. That's tr- that's true. But maybe you could watch it on your 3DS. Oh, I don't think they support downloading audio, as far as your I know. Your 3Ds. Oh, that is how that's going to look. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but while Microsoft is going the way of the Wii, the Wii has decided to go back to 
a lot of old fan favorites to in the Nintendo like Microsoft, library. Man, they're like, we got this controller with thirty buttons on it. Uh, no, they're doing Did that. that happen? No. I, I'm, I'm concerned. <laughs> I think that was some kind of wild fever dream I had. Uh, I hope that does not happen. Wii is about being simplistic, and they're coming yes, out with is. old there a, a new Kirby game, which I'm excited. I like Kirby, and it's called Kirby's Epic Yarn. And it looks like he's made of yarn. The, the background... If you played Yoshi's Story on the N64, it looks kind of in, inspired by that, graphics-wise. Huh. Sounds... It's, it's hard to explain unless you see a trailer. It, it, it sounds epic. Yeah, they're going back to a two-dimensional platformer, or I think it's like 2.5D is what they're calling it, but Ooh. for Metroid, because they went 3D for, for a while, back to 2D. Uh, a new Zelda's coming out. Which I'm excited about because that's one of, one of my favorite franchises. Oh, there's so much a new Donkey Kong Country, old school. They're remaking Star Fox or reimagining Star Fox 64, and reimagining GoldenEye, which is among several circles known as the best classic shooter, the one that redefined the whole first-person shooting, first-person shooting thing. I have heard I've heard people make that claim. I don't know if I'd buy it. Ah, because you haven't played it yet, or back then. So, <laughs> so are you saying that retro is the new innovation? It is. Or reimagining retro. They're doing a new Kid Icarus game, even. And ah, that no. guy had, like one game. That's yeah, overrated. I, I liked Kid Icarus. It was hard, but I like it. Well, my, I mean, the thing I was most impressed about, and I'll try not to talk about it in too much detail, but I was blown away by the showing of Portal 2. Oh, I forgot about that. That was my highlight of the show. I mean, just, just to keep it short, if if you've played Portal, and well, first of all, if you haven't played Portal, you should probably check out Portal because it is my Ocarina of Time. It is one of my favorite games ever made. And um, it is it's more Portal, but in a good way. And it's going to have co-op, so check it out. And co-op is always good. Co-op is the new retro. Co-op is that. That's why I loved Perfect Dark '64 back back in the day because it was one of the very first games I had ever played that had co-op, and it blew my mind. You had to work cooperatively with another person, and it had counter-op. Very few games have counter-op. I I can't think of any game other than Perfect Dark with a counter-op feature. Oh, that. That was so amazing, the counter-op. Unless you count Left 4 Dead, that's kind of counter-op. That's, well, but you can't take a suicide pill if you give up. <laughs> no, you're right. Maybe maybe Left 4 Dead 3. Maybe. Maybe. But I don't know if zombies would take pills. Hmm, you're right. Maybe for the survivors. Yeah, that's I don't sad, know. then. <laughs> that is kind of sad. <laughs> Well, all right. Uh, any any other impressive uh, showings at E3? Any other game have a interesting presence that that you feel we should talk about? Uh, Gears of War three. I'm not a big Gears of War fan, but I still play Gears of War. Like I I've, I played each game co-op with Brian actually my first time <laughs> through, and Gears of War three I am kind of excited about because it will be fun to play and also makes the light fun of while we play it. 
And I heard there's a mode where you can play as the bad guys. So, really, so it's like Left 4 Dead. Yes, except it well, has it has counter op. Well, not to the story missions. You can't play as the bad guys. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but, the, but the only the only problem with um, Gears 3 is that it's going to be four player co op, and there's only two of us. So we need to recruit two more people to play through with us. And more importantly, two more people to play Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 with us, because that's my favorite shooter. True. Yes, so I, I guess we, we should roll into the contact info real quick. Um, <laughs> I, I, I want to do contact info for a, uh, an odd and selfish reason. I feel we should give out an email address in which people can contact us and leave feedback or talk about things that make them happy or things that upset them, I guess. Oh. But on, to- on top of that, I feel we should also give out our gamer tag. Yes! So, gamer tags. Duh. Yours is... Mine is Geeky Chess Guy on the Xbox Live, and coincidentally, that is also my Twitter handle in which you can follow me, and I'll probably be talking about Lost on there. Uh, mine's a little more complicated. My Twitter is <laughs> twitter.com slash molten panther, like the words molten and panther. And No space? That, no underscore? That, nope, just squished together. But my... I think I'll... I think I will register twitter.com slash molten underscore panther. I will sue you. Not even not even the character underscore. I will spell out the word underscore. I think that username might be too long to be accepted by Twitter. Ah, oh, okay. But, uh, my gamer tag on Xbox Live <laughs> is almost molten panther, but unfortunately someone had already taken that and doesn't ever use it. But it's Molten Panther. This changed the last E in Molten Panther to an A, and you got my gamer tag. Molten Panther with an A-R at the yes, end. Yes, and I will accept anyone, because I like Friends. <laughs> you like Friends? Like the, the sitcom I, about the people in New York? I am Ross. I am a Ross. Oh, man, I want to be a Ross. We can both be a Ross. You can be a Rachel. or No, don't be a no. Rachel. I don't want to be a race. No, no. I swear this is going. I've fallen into your trap. I, the, the podcast is over. That's how we're going to do the outro? <laughs> we are on a break. Oh, no, friends. References. No, I I will uh, I'll be Gunther, the guy that worked at the coffee house. But for all of you who have not yet actually heard the, the email <laughs> address... Um, Happycast at gmail.com was already taken, so we are happycastfeedback at gmail.com. All one word. Capitals, I don't think they matter, so go for it. It's not case sensitive, so we are happycastfeedback at gmail.com. Be sure to drop a line, tell us what you love, tell us what you hate. Unless we happen to be what you hate, then we don't really want to hear about that. If you hate us, let us know that too, and if you're happy with us, let us know that even more. (laughs) Yes, even louder. But yet, all caps if you have to. That that will help get your point across, I hear. And I want the listener to feel like a third host. You can contribute things, have ideas, and you will definitely get credit for anything that happens. Yes. You will definitely get credit, unless I steal your idea and pass it off as my own. Which he has been known to do, Brian. It has happened. 
I am sorry. I will I will read your email, and then like a day later later I will think like ah yeah that's totally an original thought. I did that. So send everything addressed to me because Brian is mean. Yes. So happycast at gmail dot com. No, uh, no happycastfeedback at gmail dot com. Ha- happycastfeedback at gmail dot com. And do we have anything else? Does that complete our pilot episode of the Happy I Cast? I think it does, and we have even more content to talk about next time, which were all all of those things were hinted at throughout this podcast. Try to put the clues together and figure it out. <laughs> Try to figure out what the twist ending would be and who the murderer is. I think it was the butler. I think it was Angela Lansbury. All right. So until next time, friends, stay happy. Forgive me. I was so busy typing. You see, this is the moment. This is the moment where the Lebanese cook is going to make it look as if Alicia committed suicide in the pantry. I am so silly. You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? This is my latest book. My uh, sixth, I think. My name, I think you know, J.B. Fletcher.